0: hey everybody welcome to conversational romance podcast the romance novel edition i'm your host jeff johnson we are here tonight to continue uh, reading a book called burning ember by a very talented author by the name of sarah arn she is not only a talented author she is a master at character development she is absolutely fantastic at just being able to grab a hold of you and tell you who somebody is in a way that makes you want to just level, you know, Ooh, what happened to you? What happened here? There we go. So uh, now then, let's get all connected. So we started reading this book. Uh, well, Ten days ago, I took a couple of days off because of a hiccup on social media, thanks to my uh unfeathered opinion sometimes yeah. all right, hey Julie, I don't think this is as juicy as some are, but here's the goal is if somebody wants to make some recommendations out there on a slightly juicier romance novel when we finish this one, I would like to move on to a a little bit of a juicy one, maybe even a Space Cowboy. Or, or book. Okay, so when we first got into this book, this is called, like I said, it's called Burning Ember. Well, thank you, Bungie. This is, uh, <clears throat> when we first opened the book, chapter one, we met our hero, Hayden Cole, and our heroine, Sophie. We don't know Sophie's last name, do we? That's interesting enough. But, <clears throat> so Hayden and Sophie, they met one time before, when she was involved in a, in a horrible fire, it was his first time called to be a hero, and he hesitated and caused her to get a lot of a lot of pain and suffering. He's got some pain and suffering in his hands too. They, did, they even did a little bit of rehab together. But since then, he would just visit her one day a year on the day of their anniversary of the of the event, and well, now they've they've started trying to make a couple out of it. And just as things were going well, wouldn't you know, something jumped up, and Hayden had to rescue. And he, when he rescued somebody, he, he did it in a way that he put himself in great harm. So where we pick up chapter twelve today is, uh, well, Hayden's brother Royce had just said, had just spent the whole chapter eleven telling him how he was going to lose Sophie if he didn't take care of himself and pay more attention, be, be careful. So. Now, I much anticipated getting on this chapter, because I didn't like the last chapter. But I, I enjoy the, the dynamic between brothers, and I enjoy the fact that they're setting up that Sophie was unhappy, but I want to hear more of the, the relationship stuff. I don't want to hear the background stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, if you want to join in the actual podcast recording and have your questions answered, and in, in, in even asked during the reading and then after the read on the book there is uh, if you go to conversationromance.com my website on the front page you will see a link that link is posted and you click on that link and it'll take you right into the old podcast software where we can chat live on and it'll be recorded for prosperity but until then we're just going to go with the tiktok live over there get a little brightness on the screen and now, Chapter 12, Burning Ember by Sarah Arden. Sophie debated whether or not she should go to dinner at Grandma Grammy Roses. It was only prolonging the inevitable, but Royce had reassured her she should come. If she was honest, she, she didn't want to face Hayden, knowing that Royce had spoken to him. It felt like the flu, and she knew that she was going to get sick, but kept hoping against see, she wouldn't. It was probably better just to get it over with And rip the band-aid off But when Hayden showed up at her door In his Sunday finest The slacks and the shirt so blue It matched his eyes She couldn't deny herself The indulgence I really liked that dress As his eyes Raked over her skin She shivered with delight His obvious approval made her Belly tighten. I'll wear it for you every day, then. The words sounded hollow to her ears. I never knew how much I liked pink until I saw If you stop it, you'll make it. Oh, Grammy Rose is definitely going to breathe this dress. Oh? Well, I made her some divinity as a thanks for having me. I should have asked, does she like it? Oh, yeah, she loves it. <coughs> She handed him the small tin of Divinity Pudge he grabbed from her purse. Not before dinner. (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, definitely before dinner. You're the one who said dessert first. Grammy expects me to taste test it for her. I'm like the, the king's jester. What you are, Hayden, is you're a very bad boy. I bet she switched you all the time. Nope never once as he popped the divinity in his mouth however i have had to scrub the toilets at the firehouse with a toothbrush i think i'd rather have the switch thank you <laughs> hey what do you have to do to make you to- do that uh i told bobby mcclendon that fires were started by fire fairies and we kept them at the station then i said if he pulled kate warner's hair one more time i was going to send them into it's the fairies into his house my dad thought if I was going to tell people that we kept fairies in them, I should go look for them in the toilet. In the toilet? Yes, in the toilet. That's that's where he assured me they were hidden. Uh, he laughed. And I, I suppose it wasn't nice. He, I heard he had nightmares about his house burning down until middle school. He was convinced I knew what I was talking about since my dad was a chief. <laughs> Well, at least he stopped pulling Kate's hair. Nah, he still pulled her hair every time he sees her. You should have seen him when she cut it. He was like a lost puppy. Oh, man. She reached up and touched her own short hair. As that did make her a little unconscious, or a little self-conscious. She had managed to forget about the scars for a while on her neck, but thinking about Kate's hair made her miss her own long hair in a way. The hair that kind of hid her scars, kind of like her armor, like a shield from the outside. I, however, am not a lost puppy. He slipped his hand around the nape of her neck and pulled her toward him. His fingers on her neck caused electric desire to spark through her body, and she leaned in for a kiss. If you keep this up, we'll make it to Grammys. That's right, we sure won't. Her lips, his lips on hers were bittersweet. There was something different about the way he kissed her today. Something different about the way he touched her today. When they broke apart, he looked into her eyes for a very long moment. And eventually, he said, I'm I'm glad you're coming with me today. I... I've never brought anyone to Grammys for dinner. Oh shit. His confession twisted her heart and turned it inside out. You son of a bitch. She shouldn't go. She couldn't tell him now. Uh. uh. She should tell him now. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Uh, They'll only save the legs for so long before they're passed on to the next person on the list. Holy shit, you gotta put your name on a list for chicken legs? Uh, What do you mean? A chicken only has two legs. As the youngest, I always get first dibs unless I'm late and then it's dad's call and he'll eat them all. Well, we'll we'll bribe her with a fudge. Ah, you're a good woman, Sophie. Well, I can't let my favorite guy go without Grammy's chicken. She licked her lips. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, your your grandmother's chicken is the best. You, you know, that's the only reason I agreed to go with you. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> I get that. If she wasn't my Grammy, I'd do whatever I had to to get an invitation to her table, too. I'd even do you, lady. Once she settled into the truck, it was a short ride to his grandmother's house. If only things could be different, this would have been her future. Her home, her family, to Sunday dinners. Her nose tingled, tears pricked the back of her eyes, but she brushed them aside. Now was for enjoying, now was for exploring. She could cry later when it was all gone. God dang to go into you know that's gotta be a mindset. I, I, I gotta stop reading here. I know what she's doing. I, I've been in that position. I've been, I've, I've lied to somebody so, so long and I knew that it was about to happen and I knew it was about to explode, but I couldn't stop being around them. And, oh, the angst, the internal angst is, oh, oh shit. They pulled up to the little house in the older part of town. It was a Craftsman style bungalow, you know, painted yellow with a white door like a grandmother's house. Should. The pink tea roses lined the walk. The strains of Dean Martin trilled through the screen door, the screen door just skewed. Bill's Mustang was already there, and Royce's truck was behind it. Oh, great. Looks like we're last. Yeah, but we have the fudge. He took her hand and let her inside, and it smelled like fried chicken, apple pie, and peppermint. Oh! (sighs) Rose made a beeline for her as soon as she stepped through the door. Sweet Sophie! The woman embraced her. It wasn't the timid embrace of a first meeting or a casual acquaintance. It was a hard squeeze of a relation who hadn't seen you in much too long. It's good to see you, Rose. No, call me Grammy if you like. Fuck, she's getting in deep. Grammy. Grammy it is, she repeated. With a massive lump in her throat that shouldn't have been there. What's your favorite part of the chicken? My grandsons have their orders in. Oh, I don't care, ma'am. It's all good. Well, that's the best answer. You're a good girl, Sophie Benedict. (gasps) Oh. We found her last name. Rose put an arm around her. I haven't finished up the mess of beans yet. My ally says you're great at helping in the kitchen. Would you like to snap some beans for me? Well, I sure would. Oh, hush, you don't really, but but you like that he indulged me. I thank you very much. No, really, I, I would love to. I, I used to snap beans with my granny until she died. I haven't snapped beans from the garden since I was eight. Oh, child, we need to remedy that right now. You know... They do cook up quick, especially if you got a bit of ham to throw in the pot. Grammy led her to the kitchen, pushed a bowl of beans toward her. We saved you some, honey, but only a few. She put on the apron and washed her hands. I forgot to give you the divinity I brought. Both Rose and Allison perked. Did you say divinity? Hayden has it. He he already did the taste test. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll have to hold his chicken legs hostage. <laughs> Rose nailed her eyes. And the apple pie. Do you like apple pie? You do, don't you, honey? Oh, I love it. I've been eating so much since Hayden and I first started seeing each other. I'm going to be fat as a piglet. She patted her stomach, which growled in response. (laughs) (laughs) Why couldn't her brain just shut up and leave her alone today? Well, she kind of answered herself because it knew, just like her heart, that it wasn't real. And the time for daydreaming and pretending was over. God damn it, that hurts. She began snapping the beans. and Before long, they were all in the pot. Dinner will be ready shortly, Rose said. I don't boil them until they mush. I think the chicken's ready too, Allison, said. I know what's ready and I know what's not ready, child. Get the secret pie. (laughs) Allison So Allison started smiling. So you know how the guys think we're in here fussing over women's work? My daddy, bless him, used to be a bit of a pie hog, so mama would make a pie just for us, and we ate it before dinner. Dessert first, Sophie whispered. (gasps) Well, that's right. Now we've got apple or pecan. Which one would you like? Allison asked me. (laughs) Well, I'll have one of each. (laughs) I think I will too, Sophie agreed. Okay, well, now it's time for a total honesty. Allison pressed her lips together grab Sophie's hand oh shit this was it she knew Allison had lured her into a sense of safety and now she was gonna use the pie to pounce we all love pie I will I'll be honest she'd answer whatever Alan asked her do you want a little slice of each or let's be real You want a real slice of each (laughs) Allison looked at her as if her fate of the world rested on the answer. Well, a real slice, of course. Oh they all the whole kitchen erupted. You're gonna fit just right in. Oh how many pies do you make? Oh just three, two for us because we did all the hard work and one for them. (laughs) I love this family, man. The apple pie was the best thing she'd ever had on her fork. Of course, she thought the same thing about the pecan that she ate next. Do you do this every Sunday? Well, usually it's only one piece of pie, but they was special, and I didn't know if you liked apple. <laughs> well, who doesn't like apple? She wrinkled her nose up. Well, Rose, who am I to judge? If, if Mayhe loves a woman and who doesn't like apple pie, I'll just have to trust that she can't be all bad. If <laughs> I don't know if she doesn't apple pie if she doesn't like apple pie I don't think I'd take the chance. Well, how about we just keep you? Allison said. She tried not to feel like every kindness from the women lot was a punch in the gut, but she knew it was. She knew it was just a matter of time. After they were all stuffed full of pie, Rose declared the beans to be done and began serving the fried chicken. She noticed that this chicken was a mutant. It had six legs and four breasts, so everyone got exactly what they wanted. She loved the dynamic in this family. The way they teased each other and played, the way they, they always stood for each other. Sunday dinners, Grammy's fried chicken, Now she had been inducted into the secret pie ritual. As they gathered around the table, talking and laughing, Sophie didn't speak. She watched everyone instead, listened to everything they said, basked in the glow of the warmth that surrounded them. Jesus Christ, I've sat there, I've done that same thing, knowing that that table was not going to be... I wasn't ever going to sit at that table again. And nobody... I was the only one. And ah, fuck... oh... Aiden squeezed her hand under the table and said, Everything okay here? Are you a little overwhelmed? Oh, not at all. This is the best. Sorry about the beans. You should be so lucky, Sophie found herself. To snap beans? Yeah. It was nice just chatting with your mom and Grammy. Oh, shit. (laughs) She swallowed really hard this time. That lump was getting bigger and bigger in her throat. Soph? He saw it. I, I'm, I'm just emotional. Your family is like what you see in the movies, but it's better because it's real. And Well, I didn't have that. He squeezed her hand again. I definitely should have brought you home sooner. Oh, look, legs, she pointed at the platter. No matter what happens with us, you've been such a part of me that there is always a place for you here. Damn, Hayden, you made me cry at your swear. If you make me cry at your Grammy's table, she stood and said, Excuse me. She went to the powder room. She'd only been on the way and closed the door just right behind her. Right? Sophie leaned her head back against the varnished wood door and ex- exhaled so heavily. She thought about the scene playing out without her, and part of her was sure that she didn't belong. Yet Hayden told her she did, and Grammy told her she did, and Allison told her she did, and Sophie told her she did, and everybody told her she did. Everything in the universe told her she belonged She forgot to con- she She forgot as she fought to control her breathing, as panic clawed up her throat, thinking about having to face her disappointment. Or would it be harder to face their acceptance after they knew? There was part of her that felt Allison would tell her it wasn't her fault, that what happened to her parents wasn't on her, that she didn't know why that was worse, but it was. She inhaled deeply and straightened herself, splashed a bit of cold water on her face and smoothed her hair. She, loo- she utilized some of the breathing te- techniques that she had given to her clients over the years, and they actually worked. Oh, she went back to the table. Just Gently said, I'm sorry, I, I just got a little touched. <clears throat> I've been alone a long time, and everyone's been so welcoming and warm. I guess I'm just a little overwhelmed. Well, honey pie, you know it's not a family gathering until someone breaks something. Until someone cries. Really glad this week it was someone crying. My china just can't take it anymore. Here, have some chicken. I'll even give you a leg. Roy said. Do you need two? Bill asked. You know what? What are you gonna do with one leg, right? You need a match set. She was going to fuse, but she realized this was their way of reassuring her that she really did belong. That she really was a part of their family. (laughs) So she accepted the chicken legs gratefully. Hey, I hear you're on suspension, boy. (laughs) Crabby yelled at Hayden. Yes, ma'am, I am. That's why I'm only seeing your face at my table today. You know, when you're in trouble. You come home to Grammy, don't you? (coughs) I'm sorry. I've been caught up with Sophie. Oh, fine. Blame me. It's right. She took him out of her chicken. Well, it is your fault. I want to spend every minute with you. Royce choked. (coughs) Not fair. What's not fair? That your brother admitted to having feelings so you can't tease him about it? Bill asked. Well, yeah. That was not fair what are you like 12 most definitely I'm 12 years old yeah he was he was he was singing Hayden Sobey sitting in the tree all day Hayden rolled his eyes and snatched a piece of chicken and was look at that that's because no one wants to sit in a tree with the roasters now isn't it <clears throat> yeah that's my shame as a mother expresses his grief. This is why I don't bring women home to meet you guys, Roy said. Dude, if you have a lady, you better bring her to meet your Grammy, Rose looked at her. (laughs) Rose was pissed. You better not, Grammy, I promise you. If I ever date another human, I'll bring them to meet you directly. Well, not if she's one of those bunny fires, though. Those are just just the serious ones. I don't want to meet the floozies. I'm old, and I don't want to waste my energy. Bunny fires. You mean fire bunnies? Grammy. Fire bunnies. Don't go telling your grandmother about fire bunnies. Fish posh. Knows. A floozy is a floozy. Bunny fires are not. Ma, Allison rolled around. Did you date any bunny fires, Allie, before Bill? <laughs> maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Allison said. Okay. Oh, I remember how much you hated Bill when you started at Lucky Seven. He was, and I quote, the bane of my existence. You talked about him every day. Really? Why? Sophie asked. Well, I tried to make her a quilt, Bill admitted. I ran, I tried to make her quit, not a quilt. <laughs> Sorry. I ran that girl so hard, but she never faltered, never gave up. She gave me the what's for, for sure. Why'd you try to make her quit? Because, son. I thought women didn't have a place in the firehouse. Well, you yeah. know, except the bunny fires, Rose it was cackled. Allison shot her husband. Look, that's true. You had your share of bunny fires, didn't you? Well, so did you. Remember when Ronnie Lynn stopped by the station with cookies and ended up spending the whole time talking to you? Or that guy who still shall remain nameless that... Uh-oh. Allison conspiracy her conspiratorial look. Yeah, I went out with a guy just to make Bill jealous. It was a silly and childish, but it worked. Who was it? And why haven't we heard this story before, Hayden asked. It was Jess Sterling. Irwin's dad? Dude, that's weird, head. He knew his parents had been people before they were parents, but even at his age, he liked to pretend they weren't. Right? His dad Not Weird, Allison. That's just weird, honey. It wasn't weird. Then he was handsome. He had all this black hair. And, well, let's just say he could have been your dad. Over my dead body, Bill said. 32 years and I still let the needle in so my My happily ever after isn't a castle or a prince. It's making this man make a face. Funny, Really funny. The love they shared was obvious, though. The jealousy was all pretend, the banter simply for the sake of it. It was just what they did. The family laughed and they talked and they joked and they ate until all the food was gone, except for a single slice of apple pie. I'll fight you for it, Bruce offered. I actually couldn't eat another bite, but that looks so good, I'll try. Do you want the last piece, Sophie? You're the newest addition. So you get dibs. Oh, I really couldn't. <laughs> she didn't feel the least bit guilty, about two slices she had for Bill, Hayden and Royce all looked at each other and Bill pronounced dragging the whole pie plate towards him. It's mine. Thank you so much for having me. Grammy Rose. Everything was delicious. Good. That means you'll be back. You don't have to wait for Hayden to bring you. My door is all, always open to my babies. Well, no, thank you. Allison grabbed her hand. The boys get up to help clean up. I've got something for you to do. <laughs> Sophie followed along until Allie pulled her into a back bedroom. It was decorated in blue and peach, lots of lace. On a the shelf, there was a scrapbook. Allie handed it to her. When she opened it, she saw that it was Bill and Allie. The first page was Allison's graduation photo with her degree in fire science. And on the page with it, it was her first CPR certificate signed by Bill. The pages were filled with small pieces of their life together. Pictures, movie ticket stubs, leaves pressed between pages. This is amazing. I think so. Allie handed her another book. It was new. The outside bound in pink leather. Hayden says pink is your color. Her hand shook as she accepted the book. and when She opened it. There was a the picture Allison had been talking about. the one with nine-year-old hated hurling Sophie's hand on the dock. That's when it started. That's when I knew it would be our Sophie. Sophie couldn't fight it anymore. She burst into the ugliest sob. Oh, shit, I broke her. <laughs> I was honey, no, God, no, don't cry. My children didn't cry. I don't know what to do when you cry. <laughs> I'm not a crier. But she didn't know because she pulled Sophie, but she didn't know what to do. I mean, she was a mother after all. She she pulled Sophie into her embrace and smoothed her hair and stroked her back and rocked her back and forth just like she always wished her mother would have done. I'm so sorry. She sniffed and tried to get control herself, but No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break you and Hayden's gonna kill me. <laughs> Ah, she hiccuped and she hiccuped and hugged Allison once more and tried to extract herself but she didn't want to let go she didn't want to give up what she had found here sweetie come on why Why don't you tell me what happened so I can never do it again <laughs> it was my fault she blurted out well whatever it was I mean the fire oh shit the fire my parents, my fault. She hiccuped it again and fought off another wave of sob. Sophie exhaled, shuddering breath. It got easier. Oh. Oh do you want me to go? She tried to tell her body to get up and move to retreat, get out of this place, but she couldn't move. She felt like she was paralyzed. Oh, no, of course I don't want you to go. Allison cupped her cheek and you tell me why you think it was your fault. Wishing Candles. I had wishing candles, and when my parents would fight, I would light them and throw my wishes out to anyone who was listening. That night, my dad was so angry. I don't even remember what I did to set him off, but he came for me, and I decided that I'd never let him hit me again, so he tried to grab me, and I threw the biggest candle at him. saying out loud made it real confessing it she thought it would cut her so deeply but it was like she would cut only something ugly off sure the wound was open and it was bleeding but it was relief to have it what happened to me it wasn't Hayden's fault and I feel like I've been lying to him I feel like everything he's done all of this no attachments because what happened to me Could happen again. It's my fault, not his. Allison pulled her in for another hug. It was absolutely not your fault. Don't you think for one second it was, but you know you should tell Hayden. She stroked her hair. (laughs) Not because you owe him anything, but you owe yourself. My son has some very strong opinions, and he hasn't changed his opinions no matter what any of us have told him. This may change things between you, but maybe it'll put you both back on even territory. I was so selfish. I didn't want to give this up. You don't have to give it up. I won't stop loving you because... You and my son have a disagreement. Or even if you decide you can't be together. So if he's struggling not to try again, I'm so sorry. You have nothing to be sorry for it. It may not seem like it now, but it's all going to be okay. If my son is the man I think he is, he'll need some time to adjust his thinking. But in the end, he knows what's good for him. Now, come on. Let's go get you freshened up, or he's going to think I murdered you up here. Have have faith, little one. In what? In him. (laughs) Have faith in him. And have faith in yourself. Oof. Well, that's chapter twelve, everybody. Wow. Oh. Oh boy, that one is tough. That would hurt because I feel that one so much. Being oh. Woo. Oh shit. So that is chapter twelve, everybody over on the podcast. We're gonna continue on the. Uh, I don't have it. It doesn't look like anybody's logged into the chat. I'm gonna continue over on uh, the TikTok Live. We'll we'll do the after the voice after the show show. Hey, doodle Bug, you made it. I get to sleep quick. But uh, we're gonna continue the after the show show after the the book discussion over. So thank you very much for joining us over in Conversation for On My name is Jeff Johnson. That is Trip Johnson behind me, scratching the hell out of my back while he's sleeping. Uh, Shirley, thank you very much for tweaking and twerking over there on the knobs, whatever it is you did. Oh, is there one person? Oh, what did I miss? Who? Oh, I did miss somebody. Who did I miss? Everyone. Wait. Christina. Hey, lady. Woo! We have a guest. Look at that. We did it. I did it. <laughs> So thank you much, everybody. Thank you, Christina. Sorry. I didn't get back to you sooner, Christina. I didn't see that. I'm going to have to move that window or I have to change the way I read. Sorry, Christine. It was a great chapter. She agrees. Yeah. Y'all gotta start joining me over there, right? Then we can do this whole thing. So Christina, we'll, we'll continue this over on TikTok. Thank you everybody. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow to copy Chevy Chase. Bye, everybody.